Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Hey, y'all guys. Welcome to the Tavon Dillard Podcast. I'm Tavon Dillard. This is a very special episode. Why, Tavon? Well, it's, it's episode 15, and it's the last episode of season two of the Tavon Dillard Podcast. That means there's been all one season already, and then all two seasons already, and then this is, well, up until this one, and this will finish out season two is how that go. Now, it's the last episode, like I said, and, you know, I've been floating the question to y'all is, should I even do a season three? You know, should it even happen? And I got some feedback from folks, you know, and it seemed like folks do want it. That's the feedback. But, you know, there's other things, you know, you got to consider when you think about a season three. What else do I have going on? How many lawns I got to mow? Ain't cannonball season around the corner? Do I have time for a season three? And like I said, do folks even want it? Well, I can tell you this much. I will have an answer for y'all by the end of this podcast episode. Now, how many minutes from now is that going to be? I don't know. Fact, truth be told, you know more than I do. Right now, I don't know how long this episode is going to be, but I've been looking at the questions and answers, and it seemed like it might be longer than an usual episode because I got more questions to answer. But the other thing is, I don't know uh, how long it's going to take me to answer some of these questions. I don't even know if I have good answers or any answers for some of these questions that folks want to know. And it's mostly going to be me answering the questions because the questions are for me. Now, there's some stuff that have to do with more like producing and behind the scenes thing. And it don't have to do with me and my town and mowing lawns. So that's when I bring on uh, Joel Berry. And he uh, helped produce stuff. You know, he do the stuff that I don't care nothing about. You know, I'm over here just trying to tell you what's going on in my life. So... That's how that go. And so he'd probably drop in to answer a couple of these questions. But, I mean, out of a bunch of questions, I think he got a couple. And then I got to, you know, I got to carry the load, so to speak, because <clears throat> most of them were me. So season three, uh, just hang tight till the end of the episode, and I'll give you information on why I made the decision I made about uh, the future of this podcast. So hang in there. If you are new here, welcome to the Tavon Dillard Podcast. My name's Tavon Dillard. I live in Chancellor Park and I mow lawns. We are at the end, like I said, of season two. So if you want to see how we got here, feel free to go back and take a listen to season one and the other 14 episodes in season two. We'll be waiting here for you. Winter softball just ended and it was time. I mean, I ain't even winter no more. I mean, it started back into winter. Good season, no playoffs, no trophies. But the spring summer season of softball, that's the big time. And that's around the corner. That's when the heavy hitters show up. That ain't starting for a little while yet, though, though. It's around the corner, but it's kind of a long corner. I don't even know. I think it's more than a month away. But before we get into the Q&A today, I just want you to know how you can stay in touch with me. And you're going to find all this information in the show notes for today's podcast episode. Like my email, tabandillard at gmail.com. Or my text. You can text me at 501-322-6249. And then on them social medias... I'm on the Instagrams, the YouTube since 2006. Been there for a while. Facebook and the TikToks. 
TikToks is what you call like my biggest audience by far. Like that may be how you heard of my podcast anyway through the TikTok. There's over four hundred thousand folks following me on on there. So <clears throat> that's how that is. And I would be remiss, as they say, if I did not uh, thank. And it's a very special thank you to the sponsor of this podcast, the Tab and Dillard Podcast, which is Bee House Honey. They make in Tavins honey from bees. If you listened to the podcast before, you know all about it. I know uh, folks have been buying this honey. That's right. Uh, my face is right there on the label, Tavins Honey from Bees. And that's where the honey's from. That's why it's in the title. That honey is from bees. And tis the season for some honey. You get that? It's like we eating together. You looking at my face, I'm looking at you. But it's a sticker, so I ain't like bink, bink, like back at you, or no, whatever. You put it on biscuits, cornbread, rolls. Some folks put it on pizza. It's honey. It ain't cooked. It's just strained bottle. It keeps all the good stuff in it. Honey, you know, instead of cooking it out like they do in the stores, so it don't crystallize on the shelf, they cook out all the good stuff. But the Bee House honey, it ain't it ain't cooked. It's strained and bottled, and, and then you got it right there. So thank you, Bee House, for being a friend of the podcast, which is a friend to me. You'll see the link in the show notes that'll take you straight to Tavins Honey from Bees. And now let's get straight into your questions. See, this is a Q&A, which means you ask questions, which y'all have done. And they've been coming in over the last you know, couple weeks or so through text messages and the email. And now is the answer part. Y'all have done. You have accepted the mission of questions. And now I, in return, accept the mission of answers. So I think I got them all here. If I missed you, I'm sorry. And if you sent it, like I said, after I recorded this, then it didn't make it on here. But I got a bunch. And usually I'd email or text you back something like, hey, I'm adding this to the Q&A so you know. And so, uh, you know, I, I have no idea how, how people want to be addressed. So I'm just using your first name if I got it and your last initial. Uh, and so that's how that's how it is. Uh, I ain't using your address. Truth be told, I don't have your address anyway, but. And why would you do that? That don't make no sense. Hey, here's so-and-so at 203 North Maple Street. <clears throat> Chiming in. Anyways, folks will reach out, in, anyways, asking questions when it's time for the Q&A on a podcast like this. And I have to remember, oh, yeah, you know, I asked them questions. Because some folks will text me a question, and I'm thinking, why are they? And I'm like, oh, yeah, they, want, they, they I asked for this. I asked for these questions. But all year long, you know, people reach out to me. But in the season when I'm saying, hey, send them in for the podcast, I got to remember, oh, they ain't just asking this uh, out of the blue. It's because I said, hey, you got anything for the podcast? So I'm getting it, and you contributed to the Q&A. Appreciate that. And without further ado, or further ado, don't, let's dive right in like we Coach Hicks, head lifeguard at the city pool, kicking off swim season, except we ain't going to wear them tiny shorts or get wet. We just having Q&A. Cue the music. That'll work. All right, here we go. Firstly, I ain't got everybody's name, but here's a few who had comments on possible season three. Because I asked people to get back to me and folks that text me or email. Uh, Sherry, she says, we need a season three. Eric, Amanda, Leah, they said I should uh, have a season three too, and quite a few others. Wayne, he chimed in, said yeah, season three. So I appreciate folks that that uh, you know made their voice heard on that, especially on a podcast, because I don't know what y'all think unless you tell me. 
So the ratings on iTunes that you give or wherever you listen, along with the comments there too, that helped me. And by doing that, y'all help promote the podcast because folks, uh, they, they probably had a hard time believing me, say, hey, I got a podcast you should listen to because you're going to like it. But if other people are saying it that ain't the person who is the podcast about, they say, no, go go listen because it is good. That's going to go a lot farther, and that's what y'all doing. And I appreciate that, so thank you. <clears throat> All right, what are we doing here? A Q&A, you say? Question number one comes from Charlie. He said, did you ever watch Roland Martin, Bill Dance, and Orlando Wilson fishing? So these are fellas that are kind of the early days of the fishing channels and the fishing shows. Orlando Wilson, I've seen. Bill Dance, I've seen. I don't know that I watched Roland Martin. But those fellas get out there, and I think it's a lot harder back then. You had to have a whole crew, it seemed like, with them big old cameras out there, and you all mic'd up and everything, and uh, you ain't got them little tiny GoPros. You can put 100 of them on your boat or whatever like you can do now. So they getting out there, and they introducing folks to the wonderful world of fishing, which I'm all about. Y'all might know that I'm a fisherman. Now, I ain't a catcherman yet, but I'm working on that. I'm working on the catching, but I am getting a line in the water, and hey, that's where you start. Now, how did you and Cliff meet? This is Charlie, too. He asked this question. So, Cliff Pace, he's a major league fisherman, you know, bass pro, and I shot some videos with him. Well, uh, you may or may not know that I do live comedy shows, like what they call uh, stand-up comedy. And uh, there's a feller that booked me for a show years ago. His name's Brian, and he's uh, grown up with Cliff. And at one point, he's like, you need to meet Cliff. And I was like, oh, yeah. And sure enough, me and Cliff met, and we started shooting videos together. Uh, first time I shot with Cliff uh, was 2019. So, you know, it'd been a minute. And uh, that's how I met Cliff. And uh, he's friends. We friends and everything now, and I'm pretty much teaching him a lot of stuff, I think. I mean, if you see the videos, I'm quite the educator. And he's teaching me a few things, too. Uh, Charlie also wanted to know, who's your current favorite NASCAR racer and favorite past racer? Well, you know, I, de I didn't grow up watching a lot of NASCAR. Now, I went to a race here uh, this year, like in the, last, in the last month, I think. I think it might have been February or March, and we in April now, so a month or two. And uh, I liked it. But I don't know enough about him to have a favorite racer yet. Um, you know, I know Dale, and I know Dale Jr., and them kind of guys. And, boy, when I was a kid, oh, I remember Richard Petty, you know, out there, trading paint, you know, kind of thing. Um, and that's something I should probably get into more. In fact, uh, I may need to find a NASCAR buddy uh, to shoot some videos with. Maybe he can educate me more on it, like, uh, you know, Cliff's my one of my Bass Pro buddies. Um, I've also shot with Brent Ayler, and he's a Bass Pro, too, and uh, them good old boys. Dale mentioned uh, in, a, in an email to me, I think his email might have been a text message, how Mort Dwydale has milk trait behagony, which you ain't got to tell me that, Dale. I know it. And he also, Dale also knows somebody, and I ain't going to mention who because I ain't going to throw uh, his friends or family members or co-worker or whoever it may be under the bus who recently developed, you know, the same, the same thing, the maltose apology where you can't got no dairy, nothing like that. And he's wondering how to smell at a ballpark concession stand after that unfortunate incident with Cheryl Grubb's doggy jalapeno just about a month or so ago. How that might that smell might compare to the boiled swamp water smell that Mort Dwydell explains he has when he get a hold of dairy. Now, Mort is talking about, like, 
they like you take an alligator inside out and wash him in boiled broccoli and it smelled like you know boiled beef and muddy swamp water i mean he's Mort has painted a picture in my mind where I don't ever want to be even remotely near him when he get a hold of dairy. Because he said that his wife will take the kiddos and go to her mama's for the weekend, uh, you know, if it get too bad. Uh, and he got these little pills he's supposed to take with him. But the uh, the accident that Cheryl Grubb's dog had in the concession stand mixed with Cheryl Grubb's throat up uh, that happened because the dog had an accident is pretty close. It smelled the way Mort described the smell of him getting a hold of too much dairy. So, I mean, I think they neck and neck. You know, like if they was in a NASCAR race between the stinks, it'd be a photo finish. I mean, you don't want to get on none of that. And that night at the concessions, then, you didn't have to be right next to it to get a whiff of that. You know, the wind changed direction. All of a sudden, you dry heaving and you feel like you're a good, you know, 50, 100 yards away from that concession stand. So that's how that goes. Uh, Shandon, or Chandon, I don't know if I said that right, but they they text me, when is your gal coming on the podcast was the question. Now, I got a couple questions coming up about cricket. That's the gal I'm dating. Um, and I think somebody else, I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to jump ahead on the list right now, but somebody else asked, uh, you know, about guests on the podcast and about cricket, I think, too. And the answer is I don't know because partly is, um, is there more to this podcast after season two? And then if there is, then I got to figure out that question. But uh, first things first, Chandon also asked me, have I ever thought about becoming a truck driver? Nope, but my mom and my dad were, and I don't talk about them a lot. It's mostly my, my meemaw, who's my grandma. That's my dad's mama, meemaw, uh, live in a trailer park with me. They drove trucks. I never had an interest in it. In fact, uh, speaking of trucks, I'm trying to get, a vehicle this year i mean not like a 18 wheeler nothing like that so i can get a little more uh, quicker around town and around the county than you know my bike tires are going to take me especially since i'm dating a gal in another county you know it take all day and a half to get over to her if i was just going to get over there on my bike thankfully she she work in town at the nursing home so uh that helped but I ain't thought about being a truck driver. You know, part of it is I could, I can't, you can't go through drive-throughs. Uh, they hard to park. Uh, they big old things. You know, I like the agility and the flexibility of a of a bike where I can ramp it or maybe cut across a lawn if I'm running late, kind of thing. It's hard to cut across a lawn in an eighteen wheeler. That's all I know. Daniel, he asked me, has Kevin Rickert found any more teeth in the ice cream cooler? Yes. Now. Here's the deal. You may or may not know this story that Delma Spencer was dropping her kids' teeth in the ice cream section, or letting, I guess I should say, having her kids drop their teeth in the ice cream section cooler, like the frozen, you know, you know, them coolers that keep the ice cream froze at the grocery store. And she had told her kiddos, uh, that's where the tooth fairy lives. And she got busted by Kevin Rickert. Like, you don't come back in here with them bloody old little stubby teeth. You know, some had gum still on them and kind of thing because... The reason is, well, I mean, the reason's obvious. You don't put little bloody teeth in the grocery mart frozen food section, ice cream section, but she told her kiddos, put them there and the tooth fairy will get them and maybe you'll get some ice cream. And Kevin's like, what in the world are you thinking, Delma? And, and I could not believe that 
she thought that that would work out for her kids and they would believe, oh yeah, the tooth fairy, that's how that worked. Like you don't put them under your pillow like most kids know and you get like a, you know, a quarter or a dollar depending on how high dollar your parents are and how how much money they pulling in. Uh, but but that now you got this going to the grocery store thing to put them in there. And so Kevin had to get send all them teeth back with her. And then I think he dry heaved. I don't think he throwed up in the in the the frozen food section, but that messed up the ice cream. He may have though. Is a mess. Is grossed me out. I I, I kind of half listened with one ear to that story when Kevin told me. But then he ended up giving Delma like a gallon of ice cream, and I'm thinking, Kevin, didn't you basically telling her, yep, Tooth Fairy does live in the frozen food, you know, in the ice cream section of the grocery store. You dropped your teeth in there. And I know you gave it to her to get her to go away and not do it again, but I think the message you sent was, oh, yeah, that's a good trade. You dropped your bloody teeth, and he gave her the bloody teeth back. It's almost like, you know, you're paying a dollar for a candy bar. They give you the candy bar and a dollar, and you're like, well, I guess I can go back and get another candy bar now. So he has found a few more, but it, 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 the jury is still out on if uh, – if them are from the first time and he didn't get them all or, sh or or she's having her kids steady drop them new teeth. A few of her kids should be just about done with them baby teeth, but I don't know. Who knows, Delma might pull her own tooth just because she wants some ice cream. I I wouldn't put it past her, Daniel. So that's how that's going. And then Burl, uh, he asked, have you learned anything from fishing with Cliff Pace? I have learned a little bit. Okay, here's one thing for sure. A spinnerbait, the reason they call that the spinnerbait, uh, it don't spin on its own. So if you're over there thinking, oh, I got a spinnerbait. I'm just going to lean it here, you know, for the afternoon. And then, you know, I'll see when the little floater goes under the water, the little bobber goes underneath, that I got a bite. Oh, no, it don't spin on its own. You got to be uh, cranking that little, you know, the rod and reel. You got to be turning that thing. And then that make the thing spin. But a spinnerbait, uh, it, it's a you spin it bait. It don't spin on its own. So I learned that. Learned that the hard way. Uh, Burl said, my wife likes to fish with a bobber and a hook with minners. What's your favorite bobber and hook? Uh, I ain't got, you know, I, it's not like, first of all, that I got sponsors coming to me. I know this might surprise some of y'all, but I ain't got fishing sponsors knocking down my screen trailer door uh, to say, hey, try this bobber, try this hook. So I try, I, I use whatever I got. And it's, I, I the, the bobber I got, is red and white and then i got a, a bright orange and yellow one you know where it's them two colors uh so i can see it you know i like the red and white one but i see uh, both of them and then i get a try to get a hook big enough to catch a fish that i'd be proud of showing to somebody not a real tiny fish not, yeah i don't want to catch you know maybe a little bluegill that's the size of my pinky that's about you know just a, a hair bigger than a minna you know the way i look at it so I ain't got a favorite, but I do know about dropping them in the water and, and trying to reel in them fish. Mike B., uh, he asked, will you have any guests if you do a season three, like cricket? Okay, so there, or maybe Cliff Pace. He could tell us about the Cliff Whip. Well, I have some information on uh, season three and why I will or, or won't. I don't know uh, about guests, only because it just takes more to coordinate. You know, if they here with me and we hanging out during a day or something, I, maybe that'll work out. But um, I'm st as far as planning ahead, uh, I gotta I gotta get y'all some more information on it. Now you talk about the Cliff Whip. That's what I call Cliff's cast. He just kind of whip it out there. He's like, I don't name my cast. And I'm like, Well, I I named it for you then, like that away. 
And uh, he offered up a name for mine called the Borderline Terrible Cast, but I just don't think that's going to catch on. I mean, who wants to learn something called the Borderline Terrible Cast, you know? So I'm still working on, on mine. Uh, on my name for my cast and actually how to cast. Let's let's be honest. I, you got to learn the skill first before you get the nicknames the way I see it. Or you end up with the nicknames called like Borderline Terrible. Now Mike W. Mike W. said, when is Cricket's birthday? You need to put a reminder somewhere. And uh, he's referring to like Brody Childress recently who forgot his wife's birthday and paid a heavy price of a beautiful three-bean salad that got smashed on the Burger Shed parking lot. I mean, she makes some prize-winning three-bean salad, and she know Brody love it, and she's so mad at him because he forgot her birthday that she smashed at, and he chased her down barefoot and sweat britches. I think that was one or two two podcast episodes ago. You can listen to that if you need to know the whole story. But uh, Mike W., I tell you right now, thank you, buddy. You bring up a good point. I don't know when Cricket's birthday is. I do not know. Uh, we ain't been dating more than a month or so now, and that's probably a question I need to get to the bottom of because I'd hate to think it's like tomorrow and uh, I, and I ain't ready, you know, kind of thing. So I got to figure that out. Uh, Mike W. also asked, will Brody let you borrow his two-tone Buick Century to go pick up Cricket? He might, but, you know, Brody and Brandon Land, they got kiddos, and uh, they also got a Suzuki sidekick, but there's a hole in the floorboard. One of their kids lost a shoe through it. Um but that that two tone, I mean, it smelled like it smelled like two little kids have been back there a lot, and and Brody's in there with his with his shoes off. Uh, it, it's just gross. I mean, if you ever had kids or looked into folks' kids or mini or their cars that got kids with minivans or two tone Buick Centuries, uh, there's Cheerios, there's like dried fruit roll up on the fabric. It's just kind of part of the upholstery now. I mean, and then there's stuff that's spilt that you don't know what kind of liquid it was in the first place. Was that milk at one time? Was that orange juice? What do we got going on there? So I don't know. I might be borderline rebarrist and borderline nauseous if I picked up Cricket in that two-tone Buick Century. But it run good. Got a good engine. I mean, Brody will do a little showboating in that thing. He'll peel out and all kind of stuff. And then Mike W. does ask what make a truck are you wanting to get. I'm thinking of a, a older model uh, Ford Ranger. 1992, 93, I don't know, something like that that I can get, you know, for a pretty good deal, but it can haul my lawnmower, and so we'll see. I mean, that's part of the goal here, you know, this spring, summer, is to really get that money saved for that. Leah asked me, can you describe what Cricket looks like? Well, Leah, there's a few videos on the TikTok uh, of Cricket and Instagrams and YouTubes, uh, Facebook too, I believe, so uh, you could see her in a video, and seeing her may be better than me trying to describe her, but I'll tell you one thing. She taller than me, and she got blonde hair, and it's past her shoulders, and she got a pretty good smile, and her hair's blonde. Did I say that part? And uh, that's about that's about the best I can describe her, uh, and I like her. So if you check out a video, I mean, you scroll through there, you'll, you'll find a uh, video of me and Cricket at the Burger Shed. Shannon said, I should have Cricket on an episode of the podcast. Okay, so that's another one where someone's saying, hey, why don't you get a guest on here? And not just any guest, why don't you get your gal uh, Cricket on there? So, I mean, apparently that's something that, that is worth thinking about if there's uh, more to this podcast after the day, which uh, we talk about just in a little bit. Mark A. asked, 
Can we get a GoFundMe so he, that's me, Tabin Dillard, can get him a white, look at that, it's like he's reading my mind, can get him a white 1993 Ford Ranger with a black fender and a blue tailgate for mowing business and to have a way to see cricket? Boy, Mark, you, you keep up with my life because you kind of know the kind of truck I want and you know what I need it for, for the mowing business and to see cricket. Uh, GoFundMe. Well, right now, I'm going to GoFund myself by uh, mowing lawns. But if it if worse comes to worse, I may have to reach out to my friends here on the podcast world uh, to help me get there. But I think I think we're going to be okay. I appreciate it, Mark. Uh, I'll work first and I'll ask later, you know, kind of things the way I see it. Now, Owen, he asked me what kind of truck are you planning on getting. When I guess I guess I could have put that one earlier because I done answered that twice. I'm looking at a Ford Ranger, uh, but I ain't, I ain't mad at at other trucks. Um, that's just one that seems like it's, it's going to be right up my wheelhouse. It's going to do what I need it to do and in my price range too. Now, Jack, he asked a different question. What is your favorite thing from Dunkin' Donuts? Now, that you talk about switching gears. We go from trucks and, and my girlfriend Cricket to Dunkin' Donuts. And, Jack, here's the truth. Where I live, there ain't uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Now, I've seen them, and I know what you're talking about, and I imagine if I went in one, uh, I'd... I'd start with their apple frittler <clears throat> i'm a frittler fan i like the ones that are about the size of a, a pretty good pillow uh like you could put your head on it and it'd be comfortable i mean you don't want to put your head on a frittler because you want to uh put it in the microwave with a little butter for about 14 seconds uh, i wouldn't advise 14 seconds for just your regular chocolate glaze or even a chocolate bar or the long john depending on where you're from in the country that people call them different things uh you don't go 14 seconds with butter on them that's too that's too much and you start melting the chocolate even on just a regular glaze you know the round glaze jack <clears throat> it, that that's that's a nine second deal if you're heating it up and you're eating it like a sit down meal with a fork uh out the microwave on a plate uh but i would start with the frittler at the dunkin donuts and then you know i just steady try try it out you know i need to have an opinion and the way you have an opinion is you start you start going through the menu is the way not. Now, I know a lot of donut stores are doing other things like, oh, try our breakfast sandwich. Oh, try our bagel. No, thanks. Are you called Dunkin' Donuts or a Dunkin' Ham Sandwich? You know what I mean? Like that way. So I would try their donuts for sure. I'd, I would say my favorite thing there would be some sort of a donut and maybe the Frittler. Uh, I'm a Frittler fan, but I'm also a Frittler critic. You know, it's got to be good. It's got to be crunchy. It's got to be soft in the middle, but kind of crunchy on the outside. The texture matters. Well, I could probably do a whole podcast on Frittlers. <clears throat> Mark A, he says, are you going to get your leadoff position back in softball? That's a real good question. thing about it is what happened, and I, I'm a team player. You know, you got to be if you're on a softball team. This ain't tennis. You know, this ain't golf where it's just you kind of thing. This is a team thing. And Rance Farnhart got put up in there, and uh, he did he did great. You know, I ain't mad at Rance. I mean, he's not still in first base, nothing like that, you know, and I'm known to do that. But I, I don't have to be in a leadoff position to, to steal first base. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it back, but I know we're going to have another softball season. I don't even know who's going to be on Bud's Burger Shed, but I should have that lineup here pretty soon. You know, uh, when, you know, season just ended. So it is, they're going to do sign-ups again, all that thing. You know how, boy, I got, I had a little drink here. Actually, I'm going to take a sip right now. Ding a ding a ding. That's crushed ice. That's what you hear. Oh, don't tell the cherry Dr. Pepper that I got cherry Coke today, but <clears throat> I sure did. Okay, Mike B. 
He asked also, what can I do to be on a softball team? Well, like I said, signups are going to be in the less, next month. I think they're going to be at field number three in town if you go over there. Now, the thing is, people that got existing teams, now I think some cities do it differently. Like you can keep your team and you can kind of recruit. Like, hey, I'm going to ask my buddy. And the thing is, I don't know. Like Russell Tucker, he's kind of the one that ended up heading it up. There's Myron Curtis and Mort Dwidell kind of started this team that became Team Burger Shed. But Russell Tucker... Uh, a little more responsible in some ways, you know, to be able to really team manage, you know, which is what you need. And so I don't know who, who has talked to him and said, hey, I still want to be on a team and don't, but I should know pretty soon. Uh, but, yeah, just look for flyers in town about the signups. They got them up at the Burger Shed and other places. Maggie's Flowers had them. Sonic's had them. Uh, Walmart's, there's a sign in the front door I've seen. Um, they get the word out pretty good. And, of course, at the concession stand at the softball field, they got them tacked up there. Uh, Mike B. did ask, do I need to move into Chancellor Park, you know, to be on the team? Most people are from town. Some some live in, in the next county or, or just on the edge. Like Rance, Rance Farnhart, he's right out there by the lake, you know, that's on the edge of the county line kind of thing, edge of town. Um, and he, Mike said he don't hit many dingers, but he do hit doubles. Well, I hit soft singles, Mike, so, you know, it, that that's how that go. And if I hit a soft single, it's like a double because I still second, you know, lickety split. You hit a double, then I'm home. So that's what a team do. Not everybody has to hit dangers. Say that for Mort Dwidell because he hit dangers or he just go right back to the dugout. He ain't about to run for nothing. Okay, Nancy. Nancy asks, do any of your teammates from Team Burger Shed live in Chancellor Park? And are any of your neighbors local celebrities? Okay, here's the deal. Uh, there's one other Chancellor Park resident who live? Uh, who play on my softball team? Anybody know who that is? I give you a hint. He has been working on uh, what he thinks is going to be the best zip line ever. He has put a zip line up in the trailer park before, next to his trailer, over to my trailer, kind of go across the middle, and uh, he plays second base uh, a lot for us too. That's J.T. Whitlow. Uh, I know you heard his name before, but yeah, he lived in Chancellor Park. Um, are there any of your neighbor's local celebrities? Nope, not that. Meemaw may be the most known in town, and that's just because she lived so long, and she got, uh, you know, she known for different things, y'all guys, and some of them she ain't proud of, but she used to be a fighter in her younger days. She she wasn't taking lip for nobody. She, she got a little more wise in her older age and handled things a little bit differently, but uh, Meemaw, a good old gal, still don't want to mess with her. I mean, don't get me wrong. Gary asks, when you're pulling the lawnmower behind your back and you come to a stop, does the lawnmower hit you in the back? Not anymore, Gary. There was a time when I'm doing that, and it's all part of the art. It's all part of knowing, you know, the give and take of when to slow down, and then I can turn the bike in a way. I have had some situations where I knew it was coming, and I can swing it around to the directory, the directory of the rope, where basically in your mind's eye, if you can just see me, imagine me on a bike, and I'm coming at you, just so you can see the picture. I wouldn't drive my bike right at y'all guys, but let's say I'm coming right at you, okay? You see me on a bike, I'm coming at you, you see that, right? And behind me, there's a rope that's got my mower attached to the handle, but it's swinging out far to your left. You look, which would be my right, but you're looking straight at me. And to my left, that thing swing out, I'm going to say 10 feet, 8, 10 feet. And so it's like next to me. So now I'm steady coming at you like tabbing straight at you. And then a little bit to your left is my lawnmower. And in between us is a rope. 
Like we liable to clothesline you if you if you ain't careful. Like I figured out the art of that where I have it swing around to the side so it don't it don't hit me in the back. But I'm telling you, a pickup truck uh, would still be a lot better. So that's what we're working on. Thanks for the question, Gary. Alex asked, now that you and Cricket are a thing, what dating advice do you have for young listeners? Well, young listeners, I got some advice for you. Listen. Okay? Now you got to listen. Fellas, if she talking, you got to listen. Now you can't just hear. Because if you hear, but you didn't listen, you in trouble. Because then you got to act like you listen, and then you don't know what you're talking about, and then they mad because you disrespected them because you, you were more curious about a crow or a blue jay that flown by while they was talking, and you got distracted looking at that, or you seen like a full rapper on the ground, and you started thinking, oh, I wonder if I could signal an airplane with that. Or you know how your mind just go? You can't. you got to lock it in and like train yourself to listen. And then instead of always talking about yourself, you got to say, you got to ask them more questions about them. You know, because that's how you get to know them better. And then you become, then you you more focused on them than you are on yourself. And that's always better in life when you're looking out for other people. That's how that go. Dale asks, could you please spend some time discussing or describing the dynamics of stealing first base? Or maybe it is it better to ask about the strategy of the steal? You know, just how to steal. And is a three ball, two strike count the ideal scenario for a steal? Quite honestly, I'm fascinated by this strategy and I'm curious why more ball players don't employ the tactic. Dale, I don't know. I can only speak for myself, but I'll tell you for sure right now, I don't care if it's a three ball, two strike, one ball, no strike, four balls, four strikes count. I'm stealing. I don't wait. I get they, they don't know when I'm going to go, except for the fact that I usually go as soon as I'm on the base. I don't wait for nothing. I don't wait for nothing. And the, the stealing first, I'm a lefty. So as soon as they pitch the ball, I like it looks like I'm on a drag bunnet, but I bring the whole bat back. I toss it to the side. I run. I head first slide. Sometimes the ump will say, hey, get back here. Other times they so confused. Uh, and and I'm, I'm just dusting myself off. I'm already standing at first base, and, and nobody know what to do, and I end up just staying there. But you got you to gotta watch. It's a slow pitch, so it's easy to read, you know, they, they – the way they gonna release the ball and all that you just gotta go you just gotta go dale and then you go in hard and you go in head first every time whether you shirts or skins you gotta park that you don't you don't worry none about it you just do the thing aaron asked will you be touring or doing more meet and greets in the future i would love to be doing more uh, touring i probably won't do just meetups like i did last summer i'd rather do uh 45 minutes of comedy and then meet and greet with you anyway. It's like a two-for-one kind of thing. Like, I'm going to hang out anyway with y'all after. Let, let's do some stand-up comedy, you know, and, and do a show for you first. So I'll let I'll start promoting those as they lined up, Aaron. I would love to get out and see y'all and, and give some high-fives and, and do some more shows. So uh, one of the best ways you can keep in touch with me, you know, is that, that uh, phone number at the link in uh, the show notes today, 501-322-6249. I can get right at you when I got news, you know, like that or other stuff going on. John L. asks, so I bought two bottles of your honey from bees. Oh, that's Tabin's honey from bees, bee house honey. I put it on my oatmeal with berries or bananas, whatever I have. I hear you talking about putting honey on dinner rolls that are soft as baby angel legs. Is honey on rolls a thing where you live? I have never heard of it. I want to try it. How much honey do you put on a roll? How do you put it on? 
These are and can you get us the recipe for these? I can't get you the recipe for the the dinner rolls. Hey, Mary Beth Tucker's mom's recipe. I don't know, and I don't know if Mary Beth gives it out. She has to have it because she started making them. But uh, yeah, putting putting honey on bread, any kind of bread where I'm from, is a thing. And the way the way you know how much it is is if you good with it. Like you just look at it and say, "Yep, it's kind of like butter. Like I, I it needs to be covered." Like it's it's like you know how you frost a cupcake. Yeah, I do that with butter and honey on on the top of a roll. I do it on the inside, you know, like double decker. Uh, you take a spoonful inside top, boom, like out of way. And is it messy? Is it sticky? Oh, honey can be. But hey, that's that. Hey, you play that game. That's how it go. Then you just got more to get off your thumb in a little bit. Um, that's how that is. And he also John also said the jars are small. You know, a Tavins Honey from Bees, do you sell bigger ones? Well, that's a good question. Now, there are just the one size right now, and you can see them there at the link in the show notes where it says Tavins Honey from Bees. Y'all check that out today, and you'll see the, the smaller size. I can talk to Bee House if folks are wanting bigger jars and see what they got going on. Uh, they have been great to work with, my buddy Shane over there, and they uh, may, if that's an option, and I, I may have some more stuff in the works over there with Bee House. But uh, thank you, John. And then John says, thanks, I enjoy your work. Appreciate that. Now, there are a couple questions for Joel, and I'm going to bring him in here real quick to answer a couple. And I'm going to be back to wrap this thing up. Boy, this this has gone way longer than a normal episode. Y'all's questions just rolled in this time. Okay, uh, here comes Joel, and then uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be back here in a little bit. I mean, I think he's... Hey, they want you now. Yep, Okay. Hey guys, this is Joel Barry. Thank you for uh, joining the Q&A podcast here at the end of season two. I've got two questions real quick and then I'm going to get back uh, to what I was doing and you know some other things and then um, Tavin's going to wrap up this podcast like he said. So Jennifer asks, are your characters based on people you have known in your lifetime? Um, yes, this whole world is based on uh, myself. And people that I know are characteristics from people that I know, which I think that's that's what resonates uh, with me. When when something um, is funny or entertaining, it's because it was based on something that's rooted in reality, right? So yes, uh, they are in a lot of ways. And then Matt asks, is Chancellor Park loosely based off of an actual area? I believe I heard in one episode you mentioned Pine Bluff. I'm from Northeast Arkansas, and if I remember right, you were from Arkansas as well. Yes, Matt, I am from Arkansas. I'm from Dardanelle, Arkansas. I was born in Russellville. Uh, spent 11 years in that area, and most of my family is in Northeast Arkansas now. So that's Jonesboro area, you know, Manila, Walnut Ridge, uh, Hardy, all up in, in that area of the state. And so it's kind of based on most of the areas that I know uh, from growing up, and that's actually two different parts of the state. You know, Dardanelle is on the west side of the state, and obviously the other places I just mentioned are northeast. So that's that, and then uh, that's it. So I hope that's helpful to you guys. I'm going to grab Tavin. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's just getting some more cherry Coke. And uh, thanks thanks for listening. Tavin. <clears throat> okay. All right, well, y'all, I hope that was helpful. That's the questions for the Q&A episode a season two of the Tavin Dillard podcast. Now, uh, we've come to some news that I want to share with y'all. I'd like to walk you through how I came to the conclusion that I'm about to share on the decision of a season three or not. 
there are considerations that I mentioned at the beginning, and I'll kind of take you through that right now. First, what are people saying? And B, can I give this the time that it needs? That's me tabbing. Can I, with all the other things I got going on, do a podcast too? Well, the feedback I've gotten has been encouraging. You know, like, and folks encourage me to do another ep- another season. They're like, yeah, I need a season three. Let's do a season three. I really enjoy it kind of thing. So now there may be folks that don't like the podcast, but none of them sent me a message and told me to knock it off or nothing like that. So I didn't hear none of that. So here I am reading the feedback, you know, like that way, and folks like it. And there's a lot going on in my town, which brings me to my next point. There's a lot going on, which means I'm busy. Now, I ain't doing everything, but I am mowing lawns. I'm planning to play another season of softball soon, and I'm dating this gal cricket, like y'all know. So, it's a lot to do. <clears throat> I ain't got to tell y'all this. You got a life. You got friends. You got family. You got this here podcast. We friends. You part of this community, and I'll clue you into something else. This community is growing. Folks who want to step away from some of the chaos, get refreshed, and no, that's okay to do. Uh, they, they join me here on this community too in a podcast. So then I'm thinking, well, that seems to be helping folks. You know about that? Because it's okay not to get caught up in the drama, as they say, you know, of everyday life. Like when Delma Spencer tried to steal. Uh, I don't remember exactly uh, what it was last 4th of July from the fireworks. And I'm thinking Roman Candles and Black Cats and her flip-flop slowed her down. And she went down like Russell Tucker's boy, Ronnie Keith, on a hoverboard. I mean, fast. Up, then down. Now... I could have got worked up that Delma was stealing, and that ain't right, and I could have tackled her and all kinds of things. But she fell. She got caught. The fireworks was returned. All that to say, there is what I'd call uh, momentum. But the thing about momentum, you got to know how to leverage that momentum. I'm not talking about momentum like Delma Spencer falling and hitting the ground because she couldn't stop herself. I'm talking about folks listening to my podcast, being part of this community, texting me we friends you giving me feedback and i'm trying to well, work things out and and stay in touch and the podcast is a way to do that so there's momentum but you know now it's growing and it's kind of like this season for lawnmower i'm getting after you know I, i'm getting after it and i'm leveraging the opportunity now that it's lawnmowing season it's keeping me busy now if you like this podcast and you like my videos and you want to stay plugged in to this community there's a couple ways you can help you can text me. And I, I mentioned that number. That's in my show notes, 501-322-6249. Because folks on my text list, I can loop you in easier than you having to scroll through videos and see what I'm up to. And if you miss a day or two, I mean, there's folks that say, I didn't know about this. And I was like, well, I posted a video, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but I post in videos every day. And if you miss it, then you might feel like you out the loop. If there is news, it can go straight to your text inbox or whatever they call that thing where you get the text messages like Attaway. So that's one way to do this. What kind of news do, you, do I need to know about, Tabin? Well, all kind of things. In fact, you can even tell me. I just, I just want to hear from you if you got updates, you know, you know, uh, for my po- podcast. I can give you them. Like if you're going to have a season three, uh, that's me. You know, I'm talking like if I'm you. So I'm starting to get confused with who I am in this conversation. But it's this idea, you know, if, if, if you want po- podcast updates or if I'm going to have a season three, which I'm getting to the reasons for uh, my decision on that. And like if I release a new shirt, <clears throat> t-shirt, a new Tavin Dillard shirt, I do that periodically. It ain't like my face is on a shirt. Well, some of them, they, my face is on them shirts, but some are just things that came up on the videos and folks liked it enough to see it on a shirt. And I'll give folks a heads up about that if there's something like that, new merchandise coming out. And usually it's folks uh, asking 
uh, folks will ask me for it or a lot of times. So that's probably the best way. Text me. And you can also email me like I mentioned in the beginning. All that info's in the show notes with the text and being the best thing right now. Put it to you this way. It helps me to know who wants to hear from me. So after considering the momentum and the community that has been built through, you know, all them places like the TikToks and the Instagrams, now I got to say what's the next step. I got to tell you where this is going. Well, I have come to the conclusion that what is happening here with y'all on this podcast Now, it ain't the biggest numbers or a huge audience. I ain't saying that compared to my online video audience. Truth be told, it ain't even real close to the amount of people that listen to this podcast. But what is happening here with y'all is one of the most exciting things going on for me right now. I can tell stories about 20 minutes long uh, or so about what's going on in my town. And y'all are part of that now. And I think, I really think something is happening here. And y'all are on the ground floor something pretty cool with me. I'm having a good time at least, and I'm curious like a crow in a bag of Funyuns as to what's going to happen next. So I have some news. Let me first say it's about to get busy, so this ain't an easy thing to do. I mentioned the next softball season's on the horizon. Then early bird gets the perm is getting a facelift. That's where Meemaw gets her hair did. So that's going to be quite the undertaking along with the ribbon cutting once they finish it. Even though it ain't a new business, you know, it's a facelifted business. So they do a new ribbon cutting. And I draw the logo for early bird gets the perm and they might put, they might put that on shirts. And in addition to that, we got a spring picnic in town coming up. Big deal. And, and our town is hosting a local fishing tournament soon. Um, So you can see that there's a lot going on. So what does that mean, Tabin? What it means is I can't keep the early bird gets the perm facelift, the spring picnic, the new softball season, and the local fishing tournament to myself. My friends got to know what's going on and how you going to know if there ain't a season three of the Tabin Dillard podcast. And guess who's agreed to sponsor season three? That's right, Bee House Honey with Tavin's Honey from Bees, and there may be some more honey news later in the season. Stay tuned. So I would like to take this moment to thank y'all for joining me on the last episode of Season 2 of the Tavin Dillard Podcast and invite you to join me for Episode 1 of Season 3 of the Tavin Dillard Podcast next week. What do you think about that? Let me know. Shoot me a text and let me know if you want a podcast or merch updates because I got special announcements about a new shirt soon. I ain't talking about the early bird gets the perm. I thought I was telling you might happen. There's another one that is happening. You know how folks gave me feedback on if we should have a season three? Well, folks have been saying, I want this on a shirt. And you may have been one of the folks who requested it. So if you like to fish or you like to snack or you like to bring snacks fishing, I got an announcement for you soon. But for now... My goodness, this got long. I got to wrap this thing up, y'all guys. Them lawns are a-calling. Thanks to B-House for staying on board the Tavin Podcast Train, leaving the station for Season 3. All aboard! Toot, toot! Holler at me, won't you? And check that link in the show notes for Tavin's Honey from Bees. Get you some. And until Season 3, we'll see you later. <laughs>